Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment. Your wine? Thanks. I'll pretend I know what I'm doing before saying it's good. And I'll pretend I don't know you're pretending. Are you a gagillionaire? Yeah, I have AT&T Fiber. The straightforward pricing has inspired me to be more straightforward. Me too. Ugh, this wine. I'll fetch you a better one. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. When I take care of myself, mm-hmm. I can control it and take care of it. Potency is the word you want to remember. And just, you know, random self-care. You should take a bar of soap and write, what do I need in the mirror? Who and how you could be, not just for yourself, but for other people. Welcome. You are tuned into Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. This podcast is a space for honest and relevant conversations meant to recharge Black women and inspire you on your journey. We're your hosts, Akila Friends and Ty McRae, and each week we'll be addressing a range of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, to politics and relationships. Join us as we explore the ups and downs and bask in the joys of Black womanhood. Let's jump into this, y'all. Welcome <laughs> back to Monuments to Me, Black Women and Those Who Love Black Women. This is clearly a protected space. We're your hosts. I'm Akila Friend. I'm Ty McRae. And y'all, we're in person doing the damn thing. Very exciting. <laughs> yes. Yes. As we talk more about, you know, soft girl life, about self-care, about wellness, clearly listening to this podcast is one of those ways to really activate that self-care movement, specifically within Black women. But we're joined by two guests who who walk the walk and, and talk the talk in more ways than one. How about you guys just introduce yourselves really quickly and introduce the wellness and justice group that you all represent? Well, I'd like to introduce Anana for you. Anana Harris Paris is she's essential to Atlanta. She's essential to black people. She has spent her whole life and her whole career as a daughter of a revolutionary. She has spent mm-hmm. that whole entire time literally with her main focus on liberation. Mm-hmm like a just a focus on black women. Like the amount of love she has for black women just really takes your breath away because she literally walks like like you said walks walk. She will stop at nothing to make sure that you're okay. And you know, usually we have people who say things like, "Hey, are you okay?" and it's just in conversation yeah. like when she, "Hey, are you okay?" like it's the mm. stop let me stop. Let me acknowledge you as a person. Let me do that for you. So she's a phenomenal person. She's an excellent mom. She has a beautiful son named Zaire. And she has her own book, Self-Care Matters, A Revolutionary Approach. You can find it on Amazon. Okay. (laughs) Yes. And on the website, Sister. And she also is a CEO and founder of Sister Care Alliance. She actually has a network for just black women, when black women have crisis, there's a place, a safe space that you can go. And she cultivated that. She curated that. And I'm just honored 
to be oh, her that. friend. I like, love that. I, I hope I did that well. I love more, more than, than well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's gonna have me tear up. I'm gonna have a crack voice. I was not expecting to be introduced by my sister friend. <laughs> um, but I will tell you a little bit about her. This is the attorney Eklund Mercy. Mm. She is the daughter of a revolutionary as well, okay. who is now an ancestor as mm. of this year. The ancestor named Joseph yes. Mercy. He was a powerful Haitian uh, revolutionary wow. who paved the way here in the States and is memorialized in Haiti as well as here. And so she is not only his daughter, but she's taken that revolutionary spirit into the courtroom by becoming a whole attorney. Mm -hmm. She's a criminal defense attorney. She's a civil rights attorney, personal injury. And she's a part of the founding base of the Wellness and Justice Group. What do I feel about who I am, Mm -hmm. right? Expression of being not just a black woman, but a human being. There's so many compartmentalized expectations and Eklund burst through all of them. Like this shining bright expression of just what it means to be a human being. It's one of those people that you want next to you because she's such a great barometer Mm -hmm. for what it looks like to live fully expressed, even when your environment would like you to do otherwise, yes. which is the definition of revolution, I think so. I think so, Ooh, too. I love that definition. That's great. Mm-hmm. And how did you two come together to do this remarkable work in the world? And tell the people listening a little bit more about what that work is. Sure. Well, we met at a law firm. Mm-hmm. I was um, head of all business operations and community affairs for a civil mm-hmm. rights personal injury law firm. Mm-hmm. Eklund was an attorney there, and I saw her <laughs> doing trial preps and just being phenomenal. Although I was raised in an activist environment, I had not gotten dipped into the legal field until I consulted a law firm and then was coerced into, <laughs> into um, joining the firm. And I got to be exposed to all these really strong, beautiful black folks that were advocates for those in the community that deserved, you know, excellent representation. And Eklund was one of them. There were so many moving cases that I, I can't even begin to name that I saw her make magic happen on behalf of clients. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her heart just burst um, with love and support that continued with the clients after the cases yeah. ended. So because of that, I just decided I wanted to stay connected to her. And through the years, uh, we finally met back up. I did a lot of work with not just um, Sister Care Alliance, but with the self-care agency. And what Sister Care Alliance is a network of women of African descent, of varying professions and lifestyles, who really believe that self-care is a form of social justice and social justice is a form of self-care. And so we've been doing that since 2014, establishing official self-care days all over. And then we have different locations. But we also have kind of an underground railroad of sisters that we call and do emergency conference sessions when a woman is in crisis. So whether it's domestic violence or human trafficking survivors, the book that I wrote kind of outlines the the strategic self-care program format. And so we do trainings. I'm saying all that to say in the middle of the night when a woman is in crisis and an attorney is needed to help guide her, Eklund is one of the people that gets the call and wakes up in the middle of the night to do it. She also traveled to Texas um, when the um, Haitian <laughs> migrants um, were there and being treated horribly. Oh, wow. And she yes, was one yes. of the attorneys on site. 
actually working with those who were being marginalized and treated incorrectly, which was another one of the services, not just of Sister Care Alliance, but of the wellness and justice group. So that company came together what, about a yeah. year or so ago. Yeah. And it was something that uh, we wanted to, for corporations, businesses, organizations, and individuals, really formalize this idea of not just self-care, but wellness, right? Yes. Just overall wellness juxtaposed with justice. Yes. So that's that's how we came say. together. The difference is that justice and revolutionary act difference. that you're talking about too, mm-hmm. because I mean, wellness and self-care is literally becoming my middle name. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love everything yeah. that has to do with, for my ignorance and perhaps the folks listening, we talked about your ancestry and kind mm-hmm. of where that revolutionary act came from. Anana, for you too, like what's, where did that, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> what's going on? Oh. Right. Please. You were alluding to it, but were you, what's going on? Oh, it's, it, and it's good. Right. It is. It is. What she shit. it's so go. It's just so funny. <laughs> just, well, um, it really stems from, of course, my lineage in terms of great grandparents and, and those of us who have great grandparents and great, great, great grandparents whose names are never spoken but they decided to not just survive, but teach us how to do more than survive. So there's so many names I would love to call. Mm. Um, but the two names that I'll mention are my parents who met on Southern University's campus in the 70s. So Kathleen Asada Harris and then um, Herjit Sababu Harris. And they were part of an organizer group that led the student protest on Southern University's campus, which ended in the killing of their friends, similar to Kent State. And so their documentaries about it. Yeah, we were definitely raised to express ourselves. Yeah. I remember any time I said I didn't like something, I was told to go sit down, do research on organizations that were similar to it. I had to go to a computer, type up, this is at nine, mm-hmm. type up the list of supporters that I could get. And then I had to actually speak up on my own behalf. So there's been a continuous expectation that you use the, the gifts and the blessings afforded to mm-hmm. you, us, right, mm-hmm. myself, and then use it to help others. So that's my lineage. Okay. But I, so often I feel like you're taught that use your gifts to mm-hmm. help other people. Mm-hmm. And because of your passion and because you want to help people, mm-hmm. you end up living a lifestyle that is the antithesis of self-care. Mm-hmm. So how did you two decide that self-care and justice and activism had to be three words all used in the same sentence? Well, I'll start off by saying how me and Anana got close. We were at the firm. And um, it was trial reap. And I was just like. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was through it. I'll be honest, I didn't look my best, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she comes in and she's a dancer, so she's like always in like first position. So she comes <laughs> and she floats into the room and she goes, What's happening here? Mm. And it was like a sister check. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so many times as black women we're on defense. We're always on D. And she noticed that I wasn't like pushing myself like she noticed and that's the thing nobody really noticed yeah and then she noticed that and took it a step further to say something because sometimes people notice and and then (laughs) you know and she said she's Mm. and then she provided colorful commentary and told me you know that 
this is it. I'm the only person that's going to be this mm-hmm. and I should cherish it and I should honor it and I should take care of it. And I should, if I don't know how to take care of it, I should find out. And then it was the finding out. And then of course she had her book self-care and I was just, let's be clear. Yes. When it first came out, I thought it was hippie things. She I was did. like, she did. okay, with the frou-frou. I'm getting a bubble bath. Okay, okay. This is before it was popular. Yes. <laughs> and so I was there like, all right, so here. And then, um, <laughs> it's real. Um, okay, I'm going to drink a martini. And then uh, it was like really you get to a place in which you're frustrated. Like I want to move and I want to make it. And what's working for her is not working. What's working for him is not working. What'll work for me. And it is a process. And that's when she actually was like, so are you going to read the book now? And um, she gave it to me. Yeah. Mind you, I had it. And, um, <laughs> and she gave it to me. And I had the journal too. And yes. I didn't use that either. And then once I guess I was ready for it, I just started using it and it just made my steps seem so much more like just personal. It's not, Mm -hmm. I'm not taking my parents' steps. I'm not taking my sister's steps. I'm taking my own steps Mm -hmm. and what's right for me. And then what she did was she was like, well, Eklund, it's all revolutionary. And it's like, when I take care of myself Mm -hmm. as the part, I'm taking care of the whole, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? The one I can control I can control it and take care of it. And then that helps the whole. And it's through that, it's through like the conversations and, you know, she does presentations all over. Mm -hmm. She's actually in a book dealing with uh, black women right now. What is the title, ma'am? It's it's about to be published. It's about to be published. (laughs) So, you know, so not only does she have her own book, but she also helps in like the academia. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people who are quick to be on podcasts or quick. I'm not trying, I love Mm -hmm. but like quick to be on like the, like on shows and things Mm -hmm. and they're not doing a product. Like they need to learn, like people need to learn. Mm -hmm. People need to be able to eat and sustain that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting that feel, getting that touch of endorphins for like that, as long as that podcast really doesn't help you move forward. True. We need the steps. So So what, what it is about, self-care that makes it seem so revolutionary specifically for black women because there are whole economies and payrolls based off of you not taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. you know as soon as you begin to change your behaviors right and if that ends up being a viral moment right where everybody's behaviors shift and you begin to address what you critically need Mm -hmm. as opposed to just what's influencing your decision making Right. Then what ends up happening is those who have based their entire business plans off of impulse buying based off of low self-esteem purchases based off of things that's not aligned with what you critically need. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean to tell me mm-hmm. my shopping is related to self-care? Like what's happening? <laughs> oh, if you. So I was part owner of uh, a marketing uh, firm mm-hmm. and there were large accounts. One of the first accounts that launched that particular business with a truth anti-tobacco account back in 2000. And one thing that I learned on a national and global scale is when you sit in these ad agency meetings and they're coming up with campaigns, uh, whether it's for, you know, 
a spirits brand or, you know, a fast food industry, right? Typically, they have uh, research that's done, right? So it's not just market research. There's psychologists that are involved, right? So there's a whole analysis of the mindset and decision-making process, that kind of behavioral science that maps out where and how to market something. And that's kind of standard practice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you start looking at behaviors that are not based off of what you critically need and strategic, right, Mm -hmm. where you wake up and you say, well, what do I need spiritually, emotionally, economically, artistically, physically, educationally, and socially, right? If you woke up every day or if everybody woke up every day and really addressed what they critically needed on a regular basis in those areas, your entire behavioral pattern would change and you would become less susceptible to marketing and advertising because you've already grounded what it is that you need. And then when you make a decision outside of a critical need, it's because you made the choice as opposed to you're dehydrated. Okay. As My opposed life is to changing right now. <laughs> the power of self-assessment. Can you, can you say the list again? Yes. Sure. We like to use an acronym SEEPS, S-E-A-P-E-S, right? And so S is spiritual emotional together because they're turn signals for each other. Mm-hmm. If you're constipated emotionally, it shows up spiritually. If you're constipated spiritually, it shows up emotionally. There is no difference between the two. And then economic is your time, money, and energy interchangeably. Yeah. Right? So the economics of how you address what you need, right? And then there's artistic, which is how you creatively express and address what you need, right? Physical is not just your body, but also your environment. Educational is not just formal education, but Who do you need to be, I like to say, in proximity to where you can begin to absorb by osmosis? Because we are really brilliant, right? And so our conscious mind and subconscious mind can absorb so much all Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's not just, you know, what formal educational program do I want to sign up for, which is great. But who do I need to be in proximity to? Sometimes the most important thing. Come on now, right? (laughs) We are surrounded by. And then there's social. Mm -hmm. Who do I need to interact Mm -hmm. with in order to say that I'm also addressing what I need? So spiritual, emotional economic, artistic, physical, educational, and social. This is mind-blowing because I feel like when the Mm self-care movement started happening and it became a word that everyone used, it focused on these one-off moments, the manicures, the bubble baths, the, you know, Mm -hmm. self-care Sundays. And what you're talking about is a daily practice and a way you live your life. So if I'm going from the occasional bubble bath to like your seven point program, like what are some, what, where do I begin my journey? How do I get there? You ask yourself, what do I need? And Mm -hmm. you begin to develop the courage to answer it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did this training right after the insurrection with over 250 lawyers and judges. Right. And so the country's in a tizzy and really people are just like, you know, where do we go from here per se? And those who are in advocacy based positions hold a stress because they're dealing with trauma laced communities on a regular So one of the attorneys came up and they asked me, they said, you know, this was really great training and I've tried all the self-care stuff. I've done crystals and sound baths and massages. I've done all that stuff, but it's still not helping. And so do you know what I asked that attorney? I said, before you did all of those, did you ask yourself the question, what do I need? What do you need? Mm -hmm. Because if you get on a massage table with a full bladder, do you need the massage Mm. or do you need to go to the bathroom? Right. Right. And it really is that rudimentary. But what happens Mm -hmm. is when you get stuck in this kind of loop, right, we call them like AFD loops and all these loops, then you stop 
asking yourself the question, which interrupts the pattern. Yes. And then you are moving forward less informed on yourself. So what happens is we don't just teach self-care. I think self-care is great. Mm -hmm. I think moments to interrupt like depressive patterns Mm -hmm. and moments to inject that serotonin, all the stuff that we need. That's great. But we teach strategic self-care, right? So what is the strategy that you need to implement? I love that because at least for me, when I think of those moments, yeah, what do I need? I usually need something tangible in front of my face to show me that I'm in a moment where I need to address my self-care. So honestly, for me, the the thing used to be, if my place is a mess, I know I feel a mess. And it's kind of the accumulation of mess in my apartment that makes me think, okay, now I need to check in. But when I check in, it's usually, okay, fix the mess that's in front of me, not necessarily really checking in with myself and, and doing those processes. So how did you get to that part (laughs) here's the thing what the book is so great please Mm -hmm. go get it one of the things is is that you said oh my apartment's a mess I need to clean the mess what if you don't have the energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's the thing we're living in we this none of this is normal yeah we're in a pandemic there's literally a word called monkey pox and it's relevant (laughs) yes you know so it's Shit's shit's real. Shit's real. (laughs) Right. So, like, we're having that. We're having insurrections. Karens are Mm -hmm. over the place. Mm -hmm. And my apartment isn't clean. And sometimes you just don't have the energy or the capacity. But I can't take uh, the phone calls. uh, You do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Or the TikToks. Get up, girl. Like, Mm -hmm. no. How I have to motivate myself because I need to do this. What do I need? I need to move. So what she did, beautiful book, (laughs) is baby steps. So there's a strategy, like there's a whole program Mm. on the most efficient and most like just revolutionary way to to live your life. But it's not easy. And it it even has accountability in there. So like we have self-care buddies. There are programs. We have meetups. And it's not for, and the, the funny part, what I was thinking is that, the time that we get that type of communal is for like Alcoholic Anonymous yeah, yeah. or Narcotic Anonymous mm-hmm. or when things have really hit the fan. What if we did that beforehand? Mm-hmm. What if we took care of it? What if we focused on joy? What if we focused on our liberation in a strategic way? So I yeah. think that that's why it's so. I feel like that's happening now. We're in a space, not fully, but per- perhaps at the start. I don't know if you heard this new term, quiet quitting. So it's kind of like, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, girl, you in the business. Y'all in the business. No, no, no. Not in that way. I mean, I'm glad you know. Two of us have already loudly quit. Very loud. But quiet quitting is more so the idea of what's on the job description is what I do. Not I'm not doing this job and also joining, you know, the head of this committee at the job and doing things beyond, you know, my nine to five or working well beyond the nine to five t- typical hours. I'm curious, how do you all do that as attorneys and run a wellness group? Because I'm thinking when I think attorneys, the the notorious thing about attorneys is that it's around the clock work. Billable hours. Billable hours. <laughs> right? Well, I'm actually not an attorney. Oh, okay. I okay. just, I she's like to say, tell them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's, you know, she's the COO. She's yeah. Really, yes. She's a business part. Right. The, yeah. And that's a, a lot of things. A lot of people don't understand. Like, I'm law, mm-hmm. right? So the business part is harder for me. Yes. And, you know, just, you know, people lie to each other. You know, we try to save face right. and things. But um, a lot of, you know, we have a lot of uh, professional people 
who struggle with that aspect. Mm-hmm. So she is a COO and she helps businesses. So what we do is we go into firms or we go into businesses, whatever, small businesses, and we show them how to do it strategically, how your employees feel actually affect your revenue. It's a part of your ROI yeah. and you should invest in them, but you have to be strategic about it. Pizza parties on Friday is not <laughs> going to cut it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's, it definitely is needed in the corporate area, but um, mm-hmm. we've already started that and yeah. I'm very excited about that. And it ties into that quiet quitting piece mm-hmm. um, where as an individual, as a person, coming up with some survival-based tactics, right? And so tactics are one component of an overall strategy, right? So it's kind of like this bottle of water, right? I need to drink it, yes. right? That's what quiet quitting is like. Like how many times can I quietly quit and just stay focused on what I'm supposed to be focused on as opposed to overindulging, mm-hmm. over um, committing, things like that? Yeah. But when you become strategic and you move beyond a tactic Mm -hmm. and you have an entire approach where you're like, you know, I want support. I want a self-care dream team member. I want someone. I want a career dream team member. Mm -hmm. I want something to kind of wrap around these individual moments or these individual Mm -hmm. bottles of water that collectively, yes, work. But what is my strategy? Do I need to have? So for me, when I got divorced, okay, amen. Amen. Um, I took this blackboard paint and I painted one wall. Mm. And so I'm going to use the water bottle analogy, right? If I wanted to drink more water, not just every now and then, and quietly quit the idea of accepting dehydration as the norm, Mm -hmm. right? Licking my lips, moisturizing Mm -hmm. my lips, but not drinking water, hair drying Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh my God, the conditioner not working. No, you're dehydrated, boo. Yes, yes. So... If I only wanted an individual tactic where, let's say, I put a water bottle by my bed, Mm -hmm. but to have an entire strategy around keeping yourself replenished, right? Mm -hmm. I write, have this big chalk, right? Because I'm visual. Yeah. So a strategy is based off of what you need. I need the visual. Otherwise, it's a wrap. I will not do it. I'm the same. (laughs) So then I write water today on the big blackboard um, on my bedroom wall. But then I also find other ways to intertwine what works for me as opposed to just saying, you know what, I think I'm going to drink a bottle of water today. So the tactic versus the strategy is where you expand upon quietly quitting in one instance as opposed to, well, what do I need to flourish in my career? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, and yeah. there's not one versus the other. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as either or. It's a both and. Okay. But I and keep thinking about how people, but also corporations, are so short term. And so people have short term goals and they push themselves in unhealthy ways. Yes. And that becomes then a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Corporations are also focused on short term earnings. I used to work in tech and the average tenure of a tech employee is like just over two years at a company. So what makes someone stop and say, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to change the way I operate because we're just, and I'll speak for myself. I can get so obsessed with like a short term goal and I'm like, if I can just push through until this moment's over, the next six months, Mm -hmm. like even now I'm talking to myself like, we're going to nail Q4. Like, if we can just make it to the end of the year. Yeah. How do you just get out of that mentality? I Self-care. Yeah. Like, so here's the thing. If I take care of my emotional, my spiritual, my physical, my educational, like, if I take care of all these things, I will go towards the step. I will, my trajectory will be towards what's best for me. If it's best for me to stay at that co- company, 
then it's best for me. If it's if it means that, oh, I need to get a mentor to kind of navigate the situation or I need to seek something else out because I my thing with quiet quitting, mm. I just have an issue with some of the young people mm. because a lot of the times it's intent. OK, this person may be quiet quitting. She has reason. Mm. Why are you doing it? And what is your plan? What is your goal? A lot of people like, yes, you can absolutely get another job, but to do what? So you need a strategy. Like just work is supposed to be work, but my career, that's what I love to do. So why don't I figure out a way to really navigate to the love that I have for this? You know, you don't go into tech just I'm not in tech, ma'am. Right. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Y'all keep it. Yeah. But but you had a passion for Mm -hmm. it. And sometimes, you know, passions need to be reignited. It could have been just that. But when you ask the question of what do I need, it really opens up, like, just options. And, like, really, because you're just like, I hate this job. What are your options? You can't see your options. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you know, when I think of self-care and I, when I think of even assessing those needs, my immediate thought goes to, okay, this just means less sleep. Because now, on top of doing the things that I know I do that has gotten me to where I need to be, I need to incorporate hydration and working out and yeah. bubble baths and doing the things. And I want to. So that just means less sleep. Right. Or what, how do I, when, you know, I, wake, when right. I wake up, by the time I finish right. journaling, meditating, yes. right. reading the Bible, call a friend. I think that's such a fair and common mm, perception yeah. of what it means to just do with the general term of mm. stress of self-care. Right. But when you are strategic about self-care, you're not looking at a massive to-do list of self-care items, right? When you're strategic, you're dealing with the most potent act, Mm. right? What gives you the greatest potency? And the foundation, at least um, the core definition as it relates to our program for self-care is the act of addressing a critical or normal need. Every single critical need that you have, every normal need you have is literally tied to your purpose, So the less you ask yourself, what do I need? The less connected you are to your purpose. And when you're disconnected from your purpose, you typically are subject to operating in survival mode. And so survival mode on the job sounds like what you just said. Mm -hmm. It sounds like if I can just make it till the holidays, if I can just Mm -hmm. make it until this outside consultant is gone, Mm -hmm. if I can just make it until this project is over, if I can just survive my supervisor's divorce because Mm -hmm. her her, her, her divorce is causing, is dumping on me. And if I can just stay quiet, right? That's a survival-based plan, but a long-term strategy that's tied to your purpose will give you the fuel to spend more time investigating more of what you need in and out of the workplace, right, to counterbalance it. I'm wondering if you could tell a success story of an individual or a corporation that you've worked with and the journey you went through and where did they start and where did they end up? I tutor people to pass the bar. I help students pass the bar exam because I failed the bar exam the first time. Devastated. Yeah. I missed it by five points. And I had to figure some things out. You know, me, mm. Jesus, we were there. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, and I felt so defeated, but only us, I love black women, Mm. but like, it was like a black girl defeated. Mm. Like I'm the black girl and I didn't do it. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be able to say I passed and had these grades and mm-hmm. did these things. And here I am. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The hell? Like, yeah. you know, and I had to come up with a strategy to pass the bar and then I started I passed the bar that's why I'm here but then I started helping (laughs) other people pass the bar and I really just incorporated you know the strategic Mm self-care I've seen people who I help repeat bar takers Mm -hmm. so they fail like five times six times eight times nine times and the problem is all mindset so they're dealing with it's already bad that they Failed. Mm-hmm. Their parents, their family members, mm-hmm. their friends. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. It's like a shroud of just shamefulness. And it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. But then when we go into it, I'll see that they'll be like, what do I need? I need to pass the bar. And then a lot of the times we'll go through the needs. And I've had students who needed a, a divorce, mm-hmm. who've needed a therapist. Mm-hmm who've needed a babysitter, who've needed a different parenting plan, and to pass the bar. So you understand, like, they are sitting up there trying to study more in which if they just sat down and just said, what do I need? That's it. That's it. Yeah. I am going to just throw myself in there as a success story because when people see you at the other end Mm -hmm. and, and they say, oh, that's so great. But it really started, I mean, I studied electroengineering in school, and then um, I ran businesses before I did what I do now. I've done community organizing, all of that stuff. But when I went to deliver my son, I didn't realize that I had not been practicing not only any self-care, but I wasn't strategic about it. And it led to a very traumatic birth experience. Mm-hmm. And that birth experience left me in a place where I definitely did not want to live. Mm-hmm. I did not. I was stuck with this um, PTSD. They wow. essentially trigger warning for those who want to pause and step away. Love that. They um, essentially performed a C-section, but the epidural did not work. Oh, my God. And so they continued it anyway. And it was the greatest tragedy ever for me. Um, they saved his life, but I had to endure four hands maneuvering to get him out. And they didn't give me anything until after they got him out. And so to this day, it's hard to share the story because I literally remember every moment of it. But there was no business plan that I wrote. I co-wrote this business plan that went to Wharton School of Business's Mm -hmm. final competition. I've participated in such major things, but nothing prepared me for that. And I didn't realize that I would have loved to have had a strategic self-care plan or a strategic wellness plan because I would have thought about having a doula. I would have thought about having an advocate that felt confident enough to speak up for me when everybody else was just scared and nervous, understandably. And after that, I needed a strategy because I was deciding if I wanted to live or die literally every day. I didn't even know that I had an infection. I thought pain was a part of so post-delivery. So much to this. <laughs> and, you and being I'm, a black woman on top of this. Yes. And this was in 2010 when I gave birth to my son. He's 12 now. Um, and so it, there wasn't 
all of this discussion around it, from Serena Williams mm-hmm. to all kinds mm-hmm. of stories that have come out, it took a lot for me to, one, choose to live, and then two, start putting together all of this project management, engineering, business development, all of my skills to say, you know what, this is some BS. I'm going to come up with a strategic program that is basic, mm. right? I mean, shout out to crystals and energies and astrology, <laughs> yes. but I, I have a hard yeah. time processing that. I have a very basic mind mm. and I need to see things that are clear and digestible immediately. Like yes, I don't yes. need to soak in 10 years later yes, and go, oh yes. my God, I just never, <laughs> like I need things to move. So I feel like I'm a success story because I would not be here comfortably talking about traumatic experiences while still growing my business, while still uh, responding to a pandemic, while Mm -hmm. still raising my son, while still recovering from divorce, while still, while still, while still. There is no Mm -hmm. way that that would have existed had I not chosen to live and do more than just survive. So others are tied to so many businesses because business owners, they spend time wanting freedom, Mm -hmm. but they bring with them the shackles of low self-care practices. Yes, yes. And so you realize that the imprisoning feeling of not knowing what you need, not knowing how to ask what you need. And then there's something in our community where we carry our own whips. We're our Mm -hmm. own overseers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I call it emotional overseer behavior, where you can even be in a workplace environment and someone knows all they have to do is say one thing, oh, I see you really tried to do something different with your hair today. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like if someone said that? First of all, in the workplace, yes, right? Yes. And so what happens is if you look at the workplace, I'm six, five seconds on this. If you look at yeah. the workplace environment and the similarities between work, mm. working in a field, farming, right? Mm. Some of the, the older traditions and then a good old fashioned cotton field, right? That fear, punitive based environment to motivate you to get something done. Yeah. If you fast forward to a workplace environment now, it's very similar. You could get written up or, you know, HR needs to talk to you, right? So what happens is it stops you from feeling confident and courageous enough to really identify what you need so that when someone comes over and tries to elicit some kind of um, response from you or get you to recoil, I call them emotional overseers. Like here she come with her whip or here he comes Mm -hmm. with his whip. They're going to say something to make you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. about it. Right? I'm saying all that to say, if you were a business owner Mm -hmm. that had any experience in that type of environment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're no longer next to your coworker Mm -hmm. or your supervisor or the owner of the business that's been carrying around this imaginary emotional overseer whip to make you feel embarrassed or bad or maybe even in your even in your childhood in the classroom which is your first workplace environment right mm-hmm. where f's mm-hmm. and guidance counselors and going to the principal or corporal punishment mm-hmm. depending on what age you work <laughs> right when you are based the 80s and the 90s right when you're and, in the when, now when, i forget what state but they're bringing it back exactly. <laughs> right so when you're in those types of punitive and fear driven environments yeah. and then you decide to become a business owner Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't detox. I call it a professional detox phase, okay. right? Okay. When you don't professionally detox from all of yeah. that and you have no strategy for wellness mm-hmm. and you have absolutely no support with your strategy, business owners and businesses have such a brutal journey. Yes. And so success stories that I've had include business owners, but I will say that just like Eklund shared about mm-hmm. her, her bar exams, it's called Legal Upgrade, by the way, <laughs> okay. her, her services are mm-hmm. wonderful. When you get to these business owners, um, like this particular business, where 
understanding what you need as opposed to being in survival mode as a business owner, you begin to run your business through your subconscious Mm -hmm. and you're not aware of it. You also are professionally dehydrated, which just means that you spend time as a business owner with that which is not nourishing you. Okay. And then you get around people who have no clue what it's like to be a business owner, either your staff or others, right? Mm -hmm. And then you begin to say, I don't want to be strategic. I just want to survive. Yes. I want my doors open Mm -hmm. because the generation before me didn't even get to this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So quietly, business owners began to settle. So I've had to have conversations like, if this is all you want, tell yourself the truth right now. Mm If you're just happy that you've gotten further than your parents, Mm. just tell yourself the truth right now. And that's okay. But if you want more, then let's be strategic and move forward. And in that particular business, they're living a totally different life right now. I'm actually struggling with this now. Like, I think I live a beautiful life, but I'm really trying to come up with tangible barometers Mm. of success that have nothing to do with money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can touch on that because I'm one of the business owners. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you. I'm one of them. Yes. And I had to be okay Mm -hmm. with everybody's reaction to my action. Mm -hmm. What was happening was I tried to control. When you're trying to control the reaction, Mm -hmm. you really don't focus on the part that you're taking. Yeah. So I'm literally, I'm getting the, I'm, I got the law firm. I got the nice office. Mm-hmm. I got the employees. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the pictures. Okay. I'm posting. <laughs> we won. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I am dying slowly. Like, mm-hmm. I can't breathe. I am working for a payroll so people don't talk about me. Like, that's mm-hmm. literally what, and when you are a business owner and you're trying to relate to other people all you get is yo man congratulations mm-hmm. and you're like i'm dying yes and death <laughs> is upon me so it's it's like that like you really have to check in with yourself and just that's why it's so important it's like what do i need mm-hmm. and the answer may not come mm-hmm. like right then and there but you still have to keep asking yourself that and for me yeah. i needed a therapist yeah. and i needed to talk some things out i needed to get some clarity i needed somebody i could communicate with that won't hold my whole history against me mm-hmm. i needed somebody to You know, really talk to me objectively and not bring up what I said last week or not be ashamed that Mm -hmm. I know I have pictures. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. say like, just Mm -hmm. just be there. But we have to be okay and courageous. That's why I love be okay with the answer, because that's your answer. If you have to quit the job, I don't care how much money it's it's yours. It's your answer. Mm -hmm. And people are trying to put their answer on your answer. It's not always, always. And and it's so funny because when you blind yourself to what your business needs, you're also blinding yourself to what you need and vice versa. Right. So there are a lot of business owners that spend no time, of course, asking themselves, what do I need? But if you don't know, what does my business need in terms of HR, Mm -hmm. IT, finance, operations, uh, client services, Mm -hmm. um, in all these categories, 
What happens is you go from a startup phase, right? And then you get into the eat what you kill phase, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you get into a profit-making phase, yeah. yeah, right? And that really is all most people have envisioned. But when you get into the investment phase where you begin to have the cash cow part of the business, you know, produce enough yeah. circulation so that you can feed back into investing in maybe other businesses or the same one. When you get to that place, you, you start to stop and say, how did I get here? Mm. And now what does my business need? And sometimes it ain't you. Okay, that's it. Sometimes what your business needs is somebody who's wise in that particular Mm -hmm. area. Same thing with yourself. Mm -hmm. And you really, again, have to decide, do you really want to upgrade? Mm. Right? Shout out to legal upgrade. (laughs) Um, Do you really want to upgrade? And sometimes you don't. Sometimes what you need is to plateau for a year while you're in therapy. Because if you begin to take on that larger client, when you have not worked on what has been shattered on the inside, then now you're adding even more pressure to a cracked foundation. And again, be be happy with the answer. Yeah. But if you're practicing closing one eye to what you critically need in any of those categories of care, it mirrors in your business. Oh, it also mirrors in your community. In your community. So come on. Mm. I see you. <laughs> right? Call you see, so, 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 so let's say you go home. Yes. You go home and mm-hmm. you consistently, in terms of your time, money, and energy, you close your eyes to what you critically need on a regular basis. And then somebody invites you to a meeting, a community meeting, and they want to talk about something that actually relates to the economic standings and, and stability of the community. And they're suggesting things that require an examination into the time, money, and energy used to develop the community. There is no way that you are going to be able to kind of congruently address and then participate in a healthy way. Stay Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can participate in a healthy way if you have not also examined yourself. Right? I used to say all the time, we do a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes coalition conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or we'll be asked to come out and speak somewhere about something. And back in the day when I was speaking a lot in, in a lot of community organizations, if it was during dinner time, my voice mm-hmm. would say, I need to eat something yeah. at that location. Right. But there was a time where I would never say that. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at economic self-care and you look at the idea of time, money and energy, and then you want to also impact things in a healthy way within your community, there has to be some congruency, right? You know what I want to do real quick? Because you were yeah. talking a lot about, or both of you were really talking a lot about, you know, assessing your needs and, mm-hmm. and kind of going from there. Can you give us an abridged version mm-hmm. of the program? Like, use us, you know? <laughs> Ask us the question. Because I'm trying to figure out what I need. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say, it's so exciting mm-hmm. that you even entertain the idea of yes. the question. Yes. First of all, mm-hmm. it's, it's courageous mm-hmm. because there's generational programming that's detaching you from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say one other thing real quick before we do the exercise is when you believe mm-hmm. that you can take on a job and they show you the, the job description, When you believe that you can take on that job and run your household, when you believe you can do that and be a part of your religious community or spiritual community, when you believe you can do that and be a part of some community endeavor and be an auntie or a sister friend, when you think about multitasking in all those areas, it's it's possible because it's being done. Mm -hmm. But if I say those same talents can be used to pay attention to a strategic self-care plan, Mm -hmm. 
The ability that you have to see all of that all at the same time is exactly the same. It is not a new muscle. Mm -hmm. We're just looking at different content, right? So I want you to just kind of consider the fact that you already have the skills, but it's beneficial for others if you don't see that it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Love it. Wow. Because then you're showing up Mm -hmm. in a way where you have actually taken a great inventory of what you strategically need so that you can make better decisions. But if I come to you and you're already confused, Mm. you're an easier person for me to work with. I prefer to work with confused people because a confused person is easier for me to persuade. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I just want you to consider the fact that you're already a multitasker, not in an unhealthy way either, mm-hmm. in a dynamic genius way, that natural genius that comes with the fact that you can feel someone's aura, hear mm-hmm. what they're saying and smell their perfume all at the same time. Okay. That's natural. You understand? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you working hard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the magic of being either empathic or just in tune. Yes. So let's just consider that all of that is a Your talent that uh, okay. Is that yeah, all right? I already feel amazing. Let me put my hands on. And now what we're going to do is go to a type of strategic self-care gym. Okay. And so you have the muscle. It just needs to be worked out. And what happens when you go to the gym the first time? It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, but you don't start with the heaviest weight. Okay. And so... Part of the program component is not just asking yourself what I need, but you also begin to come up with the answer and then you develop a strategic self-care baby step that's associated with it. So let's just start for a second. I'm going to, this is a great exercise and you close your eyes or keep them open. It's up to you and whoever wants to participate, you should. Mm. I'm going to say the names of the categories of care. And this is a really good strategy for finding out what is the most important and what will have the most potent impact for you, mm. right, based on the categories of care? When you do that, it's kind of like a floodgate of love, energy, and purpose, right? As soon as I say a category of care or two categories or three, I want you to remember which one makes your stomach tighten a little bit. Which one gives you a type of physical response or something that you notice the most? Okay, you ready? Okay. So... Just to mm-hmm. be clear, what are we saying out loud? You're not saying anything. You're listening. Okay. okay. And then you're going to listen to your body. Mm. So I'm going to say. How do you different, do that? You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> well, first, look at the curve. I love, I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Well, you are yes. naturally brilliant. Yes. yes. And you're also an overachiever. Mm-hmm. And you're also A-type. Mm-hmm. Your mind wants to know, what is What's this exam? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be graded on it? And let me think about it first so that I'm not going to be penalized for doing something wrong. And also mm. over the years, I think I'll use I statements. Mm-hmm. You sometimes ignore the sensations in your body because, yes. again, you're so focused on the goal. So when you have a moment where you're trying to tune in, you're out of practice. And yeah. there's anxiety next mm-hmm. to it because you're layering. It's more than one thing happening at the same time, right? right. You're layering on top of it that the muscle is, has not been used a lot. Mm-hmm. You're also laying on top of it the fact that you're talking to someone who claims to be, you know, knowledgeable. Mm. And then you also are like, man, I should already know this. So you're beating up on yourself subconsciously. Mm. And that stops you from being courageous enough to just say, I am where I'm supposed to be. It's really okay. Right. And we didn't even add social media and that. Yeah. The impact. Yeah. We're another layer of that. So there's a lot of things that you're breaking through. 
Yeah. So now breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to say the names, uh, the categories of care. And this is just a really quick, you can do this on a daily basis, right? And just listen to what happens right now. When we do workshops, um, we'll have the sheet in front of you, or there's actually a complete self-paced online um, training for every, for the entire program. Mm-hmm. And, and I can send you guys the link. Nice. How would you guys like a free training? Would you yeah. like that? Okay, I, it's a you done also deal. support black women, yes. so we don't need the freebie. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. Use our statements. Use our statements. So what I'll do is I'll send you all the link. Always want to hug Did you ask for anything free in Zara? Did you ask for your fashion over well, free? That's no. When we work and we do trainings with business and corporations, so mm-hmm. if we speak into a training or a seminar or whatever, this is the compliment to it. Yeah, and we like to it. send it ahead of time because mm-hmm. it's a personalized, private, self-paced kind of thing. And everything that I'm teaching yeah. is already in there. Okay. Love it. So I want you to just listen. Your eyes okay. can be open oh, or yeah. closed. <laughs> don't feel, we don't want to generate any new anxieties. Okay. Yeah. So whatever makes you most comfortable. I'm just going to say the categories of care and just pay attention to how you respond. Okay. Spiritual, emotional, economic, your time, money, and energy. Artistic, how you creatively express and address your feelings. Physical, your body and environment. Educational, and social. I'm going to repeat them. Pay attention to your body. Spiritual, emotional, economic, your time, money, and energy. Artistic, how you creatively express and address your needs, physical, your body and environment, educational and social. Take three deep breaths. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And whenever you're ready, I want you to just open your eyes and I'm going to say the words one more time. Spiritual, emotional, artistic, economic, physical, educational, and social. All I'd love to know is, is there a category of care or two that you responded to that you noticed or that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I was trying to, I'm glad you said it more than once because I was trying to determine if I was just easing into the exercise itself, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of like getting easier as I went through it or if it was truly a trigger in a positive or negative way. I think the first two, spiritual, emotional, as well as economic, I felt myself super tense. Mm -hmm. And then it relaxed the minute you said artistic Mm -hmm. and this, and then it tensed up again when you said social. And it happened, that was the social tense made me realize, okay, it wasn't just me going with the flow. It was more so... These are those moments. <laughs> yeah. Now our techies, mm-hmm. right? Shout yes. out to our techies. Yes. <laughs> what can you do without data? Mm. Mm-hmm. So anytime you go about doing any program, right, that gives you this amount of oversight and attention to yourself, it's like you're getting a PhD in you, okay. right? And so you just got a lot of data on you. That's it. In the moment right now, that's actual and factual, as they say, right? right. Hold that. Okay. Hold that. What came up for you? Which categories of care? I think I'm also glad you did it multiple times Mm -hmm. because the first time it was just overwhelmed thinking about 
the areas in each of the categories that I wanted to address. Yeah. And then I was just like, well, there's not like there's so much to do. There's so much life to improve. Right. And then as you kept doing them, I realized that there's one that's standing out and it's the one that's around time and energy and money, economic value and energy. Mm -hmm. And I just have to figure out, yeah, really wanting to figure out how I manage my energy, organize my time. Okay. Because I'm in this phase where, again, not working a nine to five and so much of the work is Mm self-directed. So how do... So much. So let's go with the next step. So the next strategy Mm -hmm. is to ask yourself the question, what do I need? So let's just say it out loud first. Yeah. Go ahead. Say it out loud. What do I need? Mm -hmm. Just the question. Mm -hmm. Akila, what do you need? What do you need? What do I need? What do I need? What I say this. Okay. Okay. What do I need? And now Mm -hmm. we're going to take it to another level. Mm -hmm. I want you to say the category of care that stuck out to you. And let that be the actual end of the statement, what do I need? So for me, if I said spiritual, emotional, economic, artistic, physical, educational, and social, then educational sticks out for me. Mm -hmm. And so then my next step is I'm going to say, what do I need educationally? What do I need educationally? And then if that just one static word doesn't work for me, I'm going to say, what do I need to learn? What do I need to learn in the workplace? What do I need to learn at home? What do I need to learn as a mom? But I'm going to be coming up with more and more words that my body's responding to. Okay. So now let's try it. You want to go first? Trying to think from the three categories was the most mm-hmm. pressing. Or I'll do something different since economic was your, yours as well. So you want to say, what do I what need? What do I need spiritually and emotionally? Say do it again. One. What do I need spiritually and emotionally? Okay. So what would be another hmm. layer? If you peel back the word spiritually and emotionally, what would be next? What do what I, I need? Thought about, what do I need to have more of a divine flow? Okay. Now peel mm-hmm. it back again. Yeah. So what do you need to figure out what you need for mm-hmm. your divine Purpose. Mm. I need to figure out I for my divine purpose to figure out how to separate what I'm good at and between doing what I'm good at and how to define goodness to mean love, if that makes okay, sense. Stay with me. Yeah. So then what do you need in order to define mm-hmm. what you're good at and then how to define goodness and love? Mm-hmm. What do you need for that? I need to do more self-assessments. What do you need mm-hmm. to be able to do more self-assessments? To do more self-assessments, I need to talk to more people in my field and who, who I think feels more spiritually and emotionally connected to themselves. What do you need to be able to talk to more people in your field who mm-hmm. are more spiritually connected to themselves? I need, perhaps, I need a support group. Or What do you yeah. need to find a support group mm-hmm. of those in your profession that are more spiritually connected to themselves? I need to define what makes them great to me. What What do you need to find Mm -hmm. those in your profession Mm -hmm. in order to also know what makes them great? Mm. Maybe it is a therapist. I think I need a therapist. 
but someone who's a little more of a career coach. What do you yeah. need to find a therapist that's yeah. also a career coach? I need to look it up. I need to, yeah. I need to look so, it up. first of all, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Because you <laughs> it down. Oh I did break God. it down. And so the best part yeah. about this is you gave yourself like enough compassion mm-hmm. and courage at mm-hmm. the same time to keep finding answers that didn't come from me. Right. They came from you. Great question. And then it boiled down mm-hmm. to an action step. Awesome. So how do you feel? I feel good because I feel like I wanted to do that or I felt like, oh, this would be great. But what's been pausing for me is like, well, what do I really want to ask them? Mm-hmm. Less about or it's a mixture of, yes, I want to define myself and figure that out myself. And I think, you know, therapy is great, too. But I know I would want more action that I can then see tangible in the things I produce in this world. Right. And so, yeah. And you I, know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What you just described Mm -hmm. is one of the most potent self-care acts you can make. And that just means that the more you focus on this particular therapist that's also a spiritually grounded or aware Mm -hmm. or communicative, right, um, career coach, that particular act is going to just relax the muscles and open up like the floodgates for a lot more because it's what you critically need. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So what you just did was you went to the gym, honey. Mm -hmm. You went to the strategic self-care gym. Funny is like our second conversation together, maybe end of May. And I was, mm. you asked me, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm a coach. You were like, do you know anyone who does X, Y? Did I ask that question you to did? you? Yeah, yes. I remember you said coaching. And I remember being like, oh, my God. You've been thinking about this for a while, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it was on the oh, forefront wow. of your Yeah, mind. you're right. You're and so right. that, so strategy is not mm-hmm. set up to tell you what to do. Strategy mm-hmm. is set up to create a system where you continuously and regularly reconnect with yourself Mm -hmm. to customize your own strategic self-care plan, right? Mm -hmm. The goal, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's self-care, but strategic self-care, one of the reasons that you do it is to get out of survival mode. Yes, love it. Because right now, Mm -hmm. in that particular category of care, Mm -hmm. with the way that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. right, which also sounds like it overlap the spiritual and emotional area, Mm -hmm. right, as well as some others that, that interconnect. Right. What's happening is you're you're fairly dehydrated yeah. in that area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're walking around with the chat lips. Yeah, and you're yeah, really really yeah. thirsty in that area. But figuratively, y'all. This is not a video podcast. Get the water out, <laughs> just for the record. But that's what you want to continuously pay attention that. to. Mm-hmm. This is a great practice in transferring the energy. Just like when you walk in a gym, right? Mm-hmm. If you walk in a gym, you have a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And that trainer says, all right, we're going to start lifting. And, you're, and that energy, you have to kind of channel it into the movement. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which of the categories of care spoke to you? Economic. All right. So I want you to just say out loud, what do I need? And that's it. What do I need? And now I want you to say, what do I need in the category of care? What do I need in the category of economic? Mm -hmm. So now I want you to say, what do I need economically in terms of my time, money, and energy? What do I need economically in terms of my time, money, and energy? All right. And I would love for you to answer the question. I need a schedule that makes sense. Okay. What do you need in order to get a schedule that makes sense? 
I need to prioritize my goals realistically. What do you need in order to prioritize your goals realistically so that you can have a schedule that makes sense? I think I need help, but I also need to be honest about things I probably don't want to do. What do you need to get help and to be honest about the things that you don't want to do? I think I need a community. Maybe it's one person, maybe it's two who are also on this entrepreneur solo. I just need a community of people who are also similar in some way. What do you need to locate a community of people who are similar to you and your entrepreneurial journey? I need to ask for help and be honest with the people I know about what is and isn't working. What do you need to be honest with the people that you know that what you're doing right now isn't working? It sounds so simple. I probably just need to reach out and text. What do you need to be able to reach out and text to people? Hmm. Well, now that I've articulated the problem, now I know what to ask for. So I probably just need to take the time and reach out to five to 10 people and say, here's what I need. Do you know anyone who could help? And now I'm going to ask both of you, the foundation category is spiritual and emotional. Mm -hmm. So for these categories that are going to have the most potent effect in your lives, what do you need spiritually and emotionally to help you achieve what you just stated, even if it's just sending a text or investigating a therapist that can be a career coach as well? Mm -hmm. What do you need spiritually and emotionally to move forward in both of those tasks? I think it's just the the confidence that it will actually make a difference. You know, I need to... What do you need yeah. to have more confidence mm-hmm. spiritually and emotionally? Perhaps it's a level of letting go, I think. What do you need spiritually and emotionally to practice letting go? Spiritually and emotionally, I'm trying to determine... Let it marinate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you need spiritually and emotionally to accomplish this goal of sending a text to be honest with others about your entrepreneurial journey and the fact that you need help? I think it's the belief that my community will support me. What do you need spiritually and emotionally to increase your belief? I'm thinking like prayer and meditation, just the reminder. What do you need to find the answer through prayer and meditation of how to have more belief? So I'm going to give you guys a term, and it's called, instead of scheduling time, instead of writing it in your calendar, use the term protecting time on your calendar, right? That's great. What do you need to protect the time on your calendar? Because we're talking about some extremely potent results. Yes. They sound simple, but you're right. It's they a are total potent. Difference. Potency Potent. is the word you want to remember. Yes. That's the difference between being strategic about wellness and self care and just, you know, random self care, which is fine. Mm. You're dealing with levels of potency. If you really need to be honest about your entrepreneurial journey enough so that those vibrations go out, if that's your thing, mm-hmm. and you begin to attract that which you actually need from a level of potency, that's stronger of a response to what you need to take care of yourself than a massage. <laughs> Shout out to a massage. <laughs> yeah. But what if you, you use the massage 
to center yourself spiritually and emotionally so that you had a reduction in the anxiety and the fear mm-hmm. before moving forward? What if the massage was just a part or a tactic mm-hmm. that you used to get you to the place where the overall strategy can continue? Yeah. And lastly, this feeling of being embarrassed This idea where you are going to walk into a community of people with their own invisible emotional overseer whips to take you out for all the things you did not do, like uh, Attorney Mercy just talked about. Mm. That right there is one of the main reasons, specifically in our community, that we do not ask for help. And there's also this vulnerability right experience so whether you're trying to figure out who you can trust we are into Mm -hmm. consulting so it's Mm -hmm. an education it's not I am certified with um, coaching but I I, we consult Mm -hmm. because it's really about creating the space for you to learn how to do that on your own what would I look like Mm -hmm. teaching you a program that made you dependent upon me Mm. Everything that you did today, you can do without me. Y'all can do with each other. Mm-hmm. People I can do this every day. Exactly. <laughs> you great. should look in the mirror and do this. You should yeah. take a bar of soap and write, "What do I need in the mirror mm. in your bathroom?" Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do, get revolutionary and militant about it because the potency of the result. Just imagine mm. who and how you could be, not just for yourself but for other people, if you were this strategic with yes. your wellness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Come on. let's let's get into to the question that we ask all of our guests, which I feel like you answered in so many ways, but each of you just say, what is your dream for black women? My dream is, oh my God, my dream for black women is that we are able to like really just be able to extend in all our black girl to be able to walk and just be able to do it without any shame, without any Recourse. I'll be able to be my full, authentic, black self with my my whole past, like behind me, supporting me, but with our whole future, like uh, like in front of us. I want us to be able to do it without scrutiny, without skepticism, without podcasts, without you know, <laughs> and just be able. Because I think that a lot of us just want to be able to be. And we're the only group, the subset of group that just aren't able to be. We have everybody in our rights, everybody in our business, everybody in our abilities. And I would just love to see us just be able to be. Love it. Love that. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so in addition to like the spiritual and emotional foundation of finding peace, no matter what this world is going through, no matter what's expected of us, 
I have a really kind of practical and tactical mm-hmm. <laughs> wish that I wish we continue to develop safe spaces for ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when we don't feel safe, we don't stop long enough to really kind of pull up what's strong for us. And so my wish for black women is that we network enough to create safe underground railroad systems of wellness and self-care so that these pockets allow us, just like they did on Underground Road, you, you, you sneak into this one secret location where you can be honest about your direction and where is my North Star and, and how can I feed myself at this stop in a way that's most potent so I can continue on my journey. Mm-hmm. I wish a strategy and support and um, network, right, in a way that allows us to not, as Eklund said, feel embarrassed about our past. Mm-hmm. And then I also wish for us more connection with healthy Older black women. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, great, yeah, great. There's something about laying your head in the lap of an elder sister that mm-hmm. plays with your hair, listens to you, or gives you a potato to peel while y'all cook in the kitchen. <laughs> that's also a real present day safe space for for the elders that are safe people. Okay, it, that's, everybody that's, old ain't you know a safe elder. It's medicine. Yeah. It, is, it is medicine. So those are the two things that I would like um, for black women. This was amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Really, really, um, not just media revolutionaries, but you are holding up this beautiful, strong, warm, and also futuristic vision of what it is, not just what we are and not just what we can be, but literally the blueprint for how we should engage with each other. And I think you should continue to walk with that blueprint. And thank thank you. you. That That is beautiful. I just want to say just to your audience that just, I'm so proud of you guys. The amount of vulnerability both showed, Mm. it wasn't easy. And you guys were like, I'll do the exercise. (laughs) Like, you know, some people... You know, we've we've seen it. Some mm-hmm. people will get up here and fake funks, yes. but you guys, just that level of vulnerability, mm-hmm. it it did not pass me. I'm just very very proud of you. Okay. It's, it means a lot, and that was so revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I'm just honored I was able to see it. That is thank the blueprint. You. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. the courage. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> we ready for the training? Yeah. <laughs> <What's> the <laughs> She's like, I didn't say I. That was like, I. <laughs> Yes. yes, of course, of course. Oh, right. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank you both. Thank you for having us. Now that's a wrap for our guests, but not for our episode. Keep listening as we share our insights and all our thoughts on what we just discussed. So you know what, Ty? Let's hop right into it. This is MTM Reflections, where we debrief our segment. We talk about the guests, we talk about our own opinions, and we talk about some facts on these topics that we know are super important to you, to us, and to the culture. So that was a whole therapy session that at some point I forgot we were recording, but Mm. we got a whole therapy session on tape. How do you feel? We did. uh, Honestly, like... I feel it was really great. At first, when we think about self-care, that's where I went. I went to the massages, the things, how can you carve out the time to do those extra things that you want to do? And I love that self-care meant self-reflection, it feels like to them. And obviously, the revolutionary act with that is just asking ourselves how we feel and what we need. Sometimes it's very tough for black women to do. That question, what we need, is so simple. And I realize the beauty is in its simplicity. And what I'm excited about is the more I ask myself that question, the more I'll know. Because 
even though we went through the whole exercise, I realized that I, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's just so much. You don't check in with yourself no. on a daily basis. Or, mm-hmm. or even the idea of ask yourself these questions and, and see how your body responds. Yeah. I think I do that occasionally, but I want to make that a practice mm-hmm. of, like, using my body as the answer. Sometimes. And being so in tune with your body to notice the slightest changes. Because it's not like we had visceral reactions, mm-hmm. but we knew enough to say, okay, this is a little different. And the idea that you have to move away from autopilot and survival mode in order to be that connected yeah. and grounded. And then not to be afraid of the answer of, like, yes. what you need. Because some. Yes. I know that as I ask myself that question, I might get some answers that I don't know that I want. Right? Oh, my God. That's true. And to, to know that you have to keep going with the, mm-hmm. I, the answer. Because we could have stopped five what do you need to go. Right? So she pushed us to really get to, I think I don't even know how many times she asked yeah. the question. And for her to remember what we were saying, to ask it about like 10 times before we got to the true tactical answer. Because I'm misindependent, and the idea mm-hmm. that what I need I- in this moment is a supportive community and to no. reach out for help is mm-hmm. like, but I want to be misindependent. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And I feel like the common thing between the two of us, two different needs, two different verticals, but it relied on someone else, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whether it be a group of your friends yeah. or me having to seek an outside outside voice. It shows the level of humanity, right? We 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 just need connection, and we We're need communal other people, beings, communal yeah. beings. But it's it's interesting that that seems to be at the the last point to us discovering our true greatness, mm-hmm. like really tapping into other people. I think it's going to be tough though to ask myself this question in all those different verticals. Like that was just one thing, but to be able to check yourself for what was it five different aspects? It's great. And what I realize is going to happen is I'm going to ask myself what I need, and then I'm going to have to truly believe that I deserve like you deserve to get the resources you need yes and you deserve to make the changes Mm -hmm. to get those and it's not about whether or not you're going to make anyone else uncomfortable so this is a whole mindset shift that I and you deserve to to believe that by getting it it will truly make a difference right yes from someone else so yeah it is a mind shift it's a mind shift Ty we are mind fucked (laughs) (laughs) I'm like running out of words I'm a (laughs) I have to ask. Yes. This week, mm-hmm. what is your dream for black women? <laughs> Ooh, my dream for black women this week is to discover what they need. <laughs> yes. I think it's definitely clearly, I think we should take this training for sure and perhaps like show it Are you to our audiences. Your turn I'm going to pay her through my gratitude, <laughs> through my postings. We're going to find out other things. Ah, <laughs> uh, just know I need this money right now. So, 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 so right. may not do that. But she I mean, yeah. offered. So she did. Who offer. am I to reject her <laughs> gifts? There we go. Love you though, and I and I would have paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> My dream for Black women is for them to believe that they can have the things that they need and that they deserve them. You know, mm-hmm. and that's my dream for myself. Like, what you need is available to you, and you are worthy of it. Yes. Yes. Thank you, y'all. I hope after this episode or hopefully throughout it, you were asking yourself what it is that you need. Make sure to tap into our guest and really tap into their program in its entirety because it sounds like it's really just mind, body, soul shifting. And make sure to keep up with Monuments to Me by checking us out on everywhere you get your, your podcasts and subscribing, leaving a review, doing all the things to really help grow this platform and grow this community. Thank you for listening this week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into Monuments to Me. 
A special thank you to Revolt for creating the space for Black women to have important conversations. If you liked what you heard today, and we are so sure that you did, then subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. Head over to Revolt.com to stay connected to all things Monuments to Me. And follow your hosts, Pi and Tequila, on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.